Good morning to all my sports fans out there. I'm here today with my co-host, Reese. How y'all doing? Great to be in the uh, booth right now talking some Super Bowl football. Fantastic. I'm excited too, Reese. We are back with our very first episode of the podcast, Hot Takes. We hope to deliver content to you guys every week, and this is going to be our first episode. And to kick it off, we are going to talk about the upcoming Super Bowl this Sunday. And before you give me your pick, Riso, I want to know, why do you think Vegas has the Rams minus four and a half going into the Super Bowl? It's kind of a, a big margin, don't you think? I believe so, too, but at the end of the day, I believe that the Rams have proven time and time again this season that they are definitely they're definitely the team to beat. I mean, their offense is just unbelievable right now. Matthew Stafford has really came into his own now that he's able to uh, find a team that's a Super Bowl-ready contender. I agree. Getting Matthew out of Detroit was something his career needed desperately. I think the Rams provide defense for him. They provide weapons. Cam Akers is in the backfield tearing it up coaching staff is being looked at for all kinds of coaching jobs I heard the Vikings wanted the offense coordinator and the defensive coordinator of the Rams yeah that was definitely crazy as a Vikings fan as myself just seeing uh seeing this team that does have a great offense and defense both of their both of their coordinators coming up and interviewing for the job and it was uh not not nothing set in stone yet but we're still looking and Hopefully we can we can land one of them, but I'd love to see uh, get back on topic. I'd love to see the uh, Rams pull out a dub this weekend. I think I would love to see that too. But the Bengals are not out of this game by any means. They've made it this far. They've beat the Raiders. They've beat the Bills. They've beat the Chiefs. Now they have one final opponent: the Rams in the biggest game of the season. What is your favorite part of this Bengals team? That would be Joey B. I believe that he is coming out, and this has been an incredible playoff performance that we've seen by him, just winning games that a lot of people would say that they counted him out for, and he has just kept his composure all through it. I mean, it's it's almost like he never even left left LSU, honestly. I mean, he just he dealt with a lot of pressure back then, and it just followed him to the, to the league, and he's just making big leaps and bounds as far as his uh, – his play goes and I mean just just the stats that he's got I mean just pass rating this year is incredible especially he gets the he gets no pressure he doesn't get pressured too often and he that is what helps him and having a weapon like Jamar Chase out there on the on the outside is pretty nice too I'd say Jamar would be awesome to have for any team but yes Joe Burrow has faced adversity time and time and time and time again they've been ruling him out and yet, I am going to continue to rule him out. I do not think he has it when it comes down to this big game. Jamar has been there for him. We go back to last year. He, he, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't say he had a bad rookie year by any means. Definitely, definitely nothing standout-ish. I mean, definitely looked like a player that was still developing, that still wasn't fully league-ready league, league ready yet, sort of say. For sure. He started out the league. Pretty, pretty all right, honestly. Then he started slowing down, and then that injury got to him. And no one really thought he would bounce back from that injury, but ACL surgery later, he finds himself one game away from his first ring. All right, enough of this Bengals offense. Let's switch it over to the defense. Jesse Bates has been holding down this secondary, this mediocre secondary people thought to start the season 
holding the Chiefs to zero points in the entire second half until a late three-second field goal. What do you think of this defense? Uh, absolutely ridiculous, and as I said, just playoff performance as a whole for this team has been crazy. And uh, being a being an ex-defensive lineman myself, I love looking at Hendrickson, and I just love seeing what he can do. Kind of kind of popping up into the spotlight a little bit this year with the Bengals being the team that they have been. You know, some guys like that don't really get as much recognition when your team's bad, but he has really stepped up with the team. He has really displayed great great pass rush ability he's been getting to the quarterback like crazy as i say again especially in the off, especially in the postseason and i'm just i'm really looking forward to this game i'm hoping that it's not a not a defensive battle i hope that we see some points thrown up but i definitely think it could go either way it was indeed awesome to see hendrickson chasing around patrick mahomes for four quarters and in overtime it was pat had nowhere to go Hendrickson was on his coattail the entire game. And as a Bengals fan, you got to love it. Now, we've been hyping up this Bengals secondary, but we have one problem. Cooper Cup is on the other side of the ball. And right now, your number one CB for the Bengals is Eli Apple. That kind of says enough for me right there. And let's not even rule out the other offensive weapon that they got in Odell Beckham, who has had, in all terms, just... A resurgence. He has proven himself that he is not out of this league. Cleveland did him dirty. He did not have the quarterback that he needed. And as we were talking about earlier, Matt Stafford has really stepped up this season, and he is showing that he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And honestly, in my opinion, has been since, since about... Megatron, honestly. I mean, they were one of the best duos in the league stuck on a terrible franchise. And now that he's gotten this spotlight with uh, with Cooper Cup and Odell and especially Higby too, don't wanna don't wanna count him out, always getting some yards. It's it's great to just see this offense really, really progressing and really just flourishing. Odell is back, ladies and gentlemen, and now he is in the Super Bowl. To say the Browns did him dirty might be an understatement. Get this man the ball. Feed him the rock. Let him create. He is an athlete out there. He is a star out there. And down when it comes down to it, the biggest game of the year, OBJ is going to be open. And we all know it. He will be. He will be one of the best route runners in the league. And it's, just, it's not going to be a question. But one thing I do got to say on the Bengals' behalf, something I want to touch on, is that Oklahoma core of running backs that they got with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Joe Mixon came through adversity in college, had the, had, the, had the charges pressed against him for the domestic abuse, was able to overcome that, get on the Bengals, been there, been there since he was in the league, and he is just getting better and better as he ages. I don't know what it is. He just, he's not done, and he's going to just keep on getting better, and I think that he's going to be top five talks running back maybe is soon in the league. I love how you brought up their running back core, very overlooked by the, the stud wide receiver core and Jam- and uh, Joey B, but yes, Joe Mixon has had it rough, and yet still fought through all that adversity. And I I gotta say, clear top ten running back at this point. Yes, sir. No no doubt about it. The way that he can he can hit lanes, and one thing that uh, he I think was overlooked at him at uh, Oklahoma. He really he has that breakaway speed once he can find his once he can find his gap. If he can get a hole and find his lead blocker, he can take it to the house and he give him play. And I love watching him do that. Very entertaining running back to watch, without a doubt. He's got the agility. He's got the speed, and he is a true third down back. He has those wide receiver hands at running back. 
And that's something, as Joey B, you gotta love. All right, Reese, I'm going to mix it up on you here. Let's take it. Matthew Stafford versus Joey B. Super Bowl, it comes down to the most important position. Your two quarterbacks, who do you have and why? So right now, Joe Burrow's got, got Matthew as far as, as far as stats go this season. As far as stats go, Joe Burrow's leading in a lot more categories than, than Matthew Stafford. But what they both have is lack of experience in the playoffs. Well, playoffs in general, yeah, lack of experience in the playoffs, but Super Bowl more particular. It's like they both have that lack of experience, and I think it really does come down to Matthew Stafford has been a hard-nosed quarterback every single week, ever since he's gotten to the league. He's one to take a hit and get up, and that's whenever he was not winning a single game on the Lions. I can imagine how he's going to be playing with the, with the championship on the line. You know what I'm saying? He's, I think that he's really got what it takes. Yes, one playoff win in the last 13 years for Matthew Stafford before this historic run, and I love to see it. Joe, Joe Burrow, zero playoff experience before this. Super Bowl is a whole different ball game than the first three rounds of the playoffs, though. Do you think any kind of pressure is going to get to the young quarterback's head? I think that what we've seen and what, I mean, what the media has been portraying of Joe Burrow is he's, he's calm, cool, and collected 100% cool. of the time. I just, nothing really rattles him, and I mean, it's, I saw a little TikTok, it might be a little off topic, but I saw a TikTok of him, and the people were joking around that Joe Burrow doesn't face pressure, because he played in the SEC, man, he played in the national championship, and as we all know, those college crowds sometimes can be unmatched to an NFL crowd, I mean, with just a bunch of kids drinking, it can get rowdy, and Joe Burrow knows that, and uh I think that he knows exactly what he's going into. I think that he's been preparing mentally, mentally ever I mean, since the start of the season. I bet he's had this in his vision. So he's been preparing for a long time for this. And I just I think that he won't collapse under the pressure. But I do think Matthew Stafford, being the vet that he is and having the talent that he has had his entire career, that Matthew Stafford will still be able to perform very well in comparison to Joe Burrow. I agree completely, Reese. Joey B has had to play in Tuscaloosa. He's had to play in Oxford. He's had to play in Knoxville against good SEC teams with wild crowds. It's almost like Arrowhead had no effect on him because he has been used to the hostile environments since day one. All right, that about wraps up the Super Bowl segment we had to get started today. Now, we've been talking about Stafford. We've been talking about Joe Burrow. But let's kind of find out where these two QBs rank in the NFL. Because you know we got our Mahomeses. We got our Rodgers. Brady is now no longer in the league. So we are not going to include him in our top 10. Even though he had a banging season. Banging season. Let's get started with who's the clear number one. I say we got to go. I say we go Patty Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is your number one. I'm going to have to go with the NFL MVP this time with Aaron Rodgers, but I do have Mahomes as my number two. Hey, and don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers is an amazing quarterback. He had an amazing season this year, had a great team around him. But as we kind of had with the Tom Brady talks, he is. I see him on his way out soon. I see he only has probably about three to four years left in him, and I believe in that time we will see a decline. I don't think that he has that Tom Brady gene where he will be great until he retires. I think that we see two years. He's going he's gonna to move around. He's going to move around. I don't see him staying with Green Bay for this for the last remainder of his, for his uh, years in the league. I see him moving around. I think Pittsburgh would be a 
nice place for him. I'd like to see him, and I'd like to see him in the black and gold. But back on Patrick Mahomes, I just think he is incredible. He is on the most, I would say, star-studded team in the league, the most fun offense to watch in the league, the most fun quarterback to watch in the league. The stuff that he can do on the field is just second to none, you know what I'm saying? He can make it happen with his legs. He can get out of the pocket and scramble. He's almost more in a zone whenever he's out of the pocket and scrambling and running away from a D end. And I just love that he can do that, and that's just that's why I put him up there. That's why I think that he is number one, because he's a flashy player that produces numbers. He's not a flashy player with just turning the ball over and stuff. I mean, 37 pass touchdowns with 13 interceptions, not the the best ratio right there but whenever you're doing the stuff that he's doing you're gonna throw it into the defender's hands every once in a while now those 13 interceptions may be high for Mahomes this year but he remember he did have that rough stint in September and October where he kept throwing picks but it seemed like November came around and we got back to our Patrick Mahomes MVP form that we're used to and I could I could see why you'd have Pat number one Aaron is getting older as we speak and yeah he's looking for a new team might as might not gel well with the new team next year, and that could definitely throw this rankings into a spiral if he falls off. All right, with Brady out, we have to find ourselves a number three. Who do you think deserves that spot, and who's a good argument for, for four and five that could almost replace that number three? I am a big Josh Allen guy. I really want to bring Josh Allen into this conversation. Again, we have the youth in him. He is so young, and to be doing the stuff that he is doing, just on kind of the same likes as Patrick Mahomes, he does stuff with the football I've never seen before. He is a quarterback out here hurtling people, and that is, that's absurd to me. And he is also just absolutely dropping dimes always he can chunk the ball 60 yards down the field in stride to his receiver and it is just it's beautiful to watch actually and his performance against the Chiefs in the playoffs it was that was might have been the best football game I've ever seen it was it was crazy to watch and just to see how he was able to come in and really battle Mahomes drive after drive was something that I just kind of admired because as I have said I have Patty at number one so to see Allen come in that solidified him as my spot for number three. I have Allen at number three, and you said it perfect. Biggest game of the season for the Bills. They needed their star quarterback to show out, and he couldn't have done anything more. I mean, they were a coin flip away from turning that game around, going to the AFC Championship to play the Bengals, and we don't know how that game would have turned out, but when Mahomes went in that coin flip, that game got wrapped up pretty dang quick. And now the history's set in stone. Speaking of the coin flip, Gav, let's get let's let's get into that real quick. What do you think of the NFL overtime rules? Man, I think the word overtime says enough. It is to get the game over. If you cannot make a stop after losing the coin flip, do you really deserve to win the game? You have your chance. Overtime isn't meant to be more entertainment. It's specifically to get this game over. And I think that the more overtimes we get, the more we see that the coin flip is the right way to do it because these players aren't getting paid to play overtime. They're getting paid their four quarters of pay and their they're snaps, the extra snaps, it's hurting their bodies. They're not meant to play more than four quarters. They need that rest, and I like that the games get over with fast and overtime. 
I completely agree with you, Gav. I I I think that a lot of the uh, a lot of the speculation on the overtime has happened since the playoffs. You know, seeing that seeing that Bills and Chiefs game going to overtime, and I think the people are just kind of wanting to make a special rule because it was two offenses that were amazing, and they just didn't want it to have to end that way. But at the end of the day, as you were saying, it is on the team to make a defensive stop. Whoever loses the coin toss. Whoever loses the coin toss has to prove that they need the ball back. They have to prove that they are willing to get the ball back and then go down and score. I agree. If the Bills win that game after winning the coin flip, I don't think many people complain. They just want to see the Chiefs lose. They've been winning a lot in recent years. They wanted to see a different team in the Super Bowl. And it turns out we got that different team in the Super Bowl with the Bengals, and I am very excited for this Sunday. But let's finish up this top 10 rankings. All right, we have Allen at three. Now, number four, it's almost time to get into these Super Bowl quarterbacks. We got QBs like Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Joey Burrow, Matthew Stafford. Is he quite up there? And then Kyler Murray, where does he fit? So I'm going to get us started. I'm going to put Herbert at four. Maybe some bias coming from a Chargers fan, but I think he's clearly better than Burrow. Number five spot, give me Matthew Stafford. He has balled out this season. I think he's better than Burrow. I think we're all going to see it Sunday. Recency bias has Burrow better, but I'm not going to fall into that trap. Give me Burrow at six, Kyler Murray at seven. Now, what do you think about those four additions? I really like that. I love Herbo at four. Justin Herbert had himself an outstanding year. Just another one of those stories of the team just was not built the way it needed to be to get into the playoffs and have a deep run. I wanted to see him do it. I really did. I love him as a quarterback. I think that he is another one of those young young personalities that's good to see in the league, and especially whenever he's putting up the numbers every every Sunday, day in, day out. It's very fun to see, and he can absolutely throw the ball. I mean – 5,000-plus passing yards this year, 38 tutties, 15 interceptions, and he can even run with it. Over 300 yards rushing, three t- touchdowns, and only one fumble, which I really I like seeing as a, as a quarterback. A lot of dudes, they get hit and just butterfingers, ball slips out. Justin Herbert knows how to, uh, how to keep the ball in his hands. And now who else did you have, Gav? What were you, what were you saying? I had Matthew Stafford at five, right over Joe Burrow at six. What do you think about that? I would I would have to put maybe Joe Burrow at I would I would put Joe Burrow at five. I would put him over Stafford, but at six again. Matthew Stafford just dropping one to put Burrow right there. And I just think that again, the youth. I love the youth in the league. It is a it is a it is a young league right now. Like young stars are really making a name for themselves, improving that they are where they at because they deserve to be. And that's what I love seeing. They put up the numbers. But Joe Burrow, I do think that he is he is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. But Matthew Stafford is a vet, and he deserves this. And he's gonna he's gonna make his mark in the Super Bowl. For sure, I think the youth might come back to bite Joe Burrow. I'm honestly more excited to see how he plays next season, to see if he can stay on this hot track. Maybe even get an MVP talks. Year three will be fun to watch. For sure. Now Kyler Murray at seven. His only argument, do you put Russell Wilson over him? You got your Derek Carr, Tannehill maybe. Maybe we're getting into Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, Mac Jones. I think Lamar is the only one who gives him a run here for that seven spot. I believe so as well. Kyler is just, 
I would like to see him higher up on this list, but based off of the way he plays, that is just not possible. I don't think we could do that. It is very, it's, it's very disappointing, especially seeing what he what he did in college. And I mean, even his rookie season, he was playing amazingly. But last year, just that half, that second half of the season decline for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals is really kind of. I hope it doesn't become a trend. I really hope it doesn't become a trend. I hope that they can really pull themselves together next season so we can see we can see them make playoffs and maybe make a push. Yes, Kyler Murray did kind of fall off towards the end. Injuries did hinder him. But with falling off at the end, let's hit the reverse. Russell Wilson's slow start to the season. Very slow. But he started coming back into his Russell Wilson MVP talks form to end the season. Got the Pro Bowl nod, which was a little surprising. But Russell Wilson, eighth spot, confirmed? I do not think confirmed. So with the 8, 9, and 10, we have Lamar Jackson. We could have Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. And I think maybe Dak Prescott. Out of those four, who you put in 8, 9, and 10? Those four, eight, nine, ten. I'm putting I'm putting Lamar eight. Okay, I love that pick. I'm putting Lamar eight. I'm putting Derek Carr nine. And then you got Russ at ten? And then Russ at ten, yeah. That's Russ definitely deserves to be in this top ten. If you got Derek Carr over him, I cannot hate that. Carr was killing it in the passing yards this year, and he has no weapons. His best weapon left him. <laughs> <laughs> left him as a uh, as a <laughs> that's a loose term. It's a right kind there. way to put it. We're gonna keep this uh, lighthearted, but yes, Henry Ruggs did abandon the Raiders this season when they needed him for the playoffs, and that's tough. They were also missing their star tight end Darren Waller, which is something you can't really do without if you're Derek Carr and already missing some weapons. Now, after looking at this list, you know, being being in this area of the United States that we live in, we got a lot of Cowboys fans around here. We do, too. And a many. lot of them here in this top ten would be highly disappointed and might even get to the point of violence, you know. I mean, that's how these Cowboys fans ride out. But where is Dak Prescott in the rankings right now? He's got to be fighting for that 11 spot. It's him or Kirk at number 11. And honestly... He hasn't done anything to be higher than Kirk this season. He hasn't been better than Kyler Murray, hasn't been better than Stafford, hasn't been better than Russell Wilson. Derek Carr's been better. Kirk, that's honestly a toss-up. I expected better seasons from both Dak and Kirk. I think the Vikings' front staff hinders Kirk a little bit, but Dak has no reason not to be a top 10. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke, Tony Pollard, what else does the man need? He's given all the weapons that he could use. And, uh, I mean, again, not to discredit the Cowboys at all this season. They put up a great fight. I mean, but in the playoffs, whenever it came down to them uh, playing the Niners, they did what they do best, and that was lose. I'm just – I'm never really big on the Cowboys too much at all. They do nothing but ever disappoint me. Used to be a fan as a kid growing up, but just had to, had to let that dream fade. But I want to get back on Kirk because in comparison with Dak – Kirk Cousins' highs are a lot better than Dak's highs. I am a big Kirk Cousins fan. I think that he has glimpses of being a top-five quarterback in the league, and I say that pretty lightly. I say glimpses meaning that. There are glimpses of him looking like a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but then there are games where he cannot do anything right, and as a Vikings fan, it hurts me to say this, but 
I want something else in Minnesota, that's for sure. Minnesota should start looking for a new quarterback. Kirk is kind of heading towards his last legs, was never the quarterback that was drafted from Michigan State that would go win a Super Bowl. We all thought he might get a couple rings, but this league is hard to win in. When it comes down to it, I think Kirk was a little more consistent than Dak this season. I'm going to be honest, Dak might be 13 on this list because I'm really looking at it, and I like Jalen Hurts at number 12 over Dak. Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback in this league. I think that he will also just continue to grow. The Eagles, for right now, I'm seeing that it's a it's a decent spot for him to be. I mean, he's he's still making it happen with his legs and is throwing the ball a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's still the Eagles. They're just they're not the team that they need to be. And Jalen Hurts, I think that that's a that's a fair, accurate place to put him. All right, let's march down this top 15 one last time for our viewers. At 15, we have Tua Tungavaloa. At 14, we have Mac Jones. 13 is Jalen Hurts. At 12, we have Dak. 11, Kirk Cousins. 10, Derek Carr. We forgot Ryan Tannehill. Or did we? Is he hindering this Titans team's success? I do not think that Ryan Tannehill is hindering the Titans at all. I mean, they had they had another spectacular year. Again, it's coming on. Tannehill's not producing the most. He's getting his he's getting his yards. That's for sure. He's definitely getting his yards, but he's just not putting points up on the board. They're relying a lot on Derrick Henry for that. And with him being out this season, it wasn't looking too good for the for the Titans. He Tannehill was able to lead them to some wins, but come playoff time, they just weren't able to get the job done. What does it for me is the playoffs. They got a buy in the first round. Should have been fresh. Throw in four interceptions against the Bengals. That is. You can't win when your quarterback does that, and frankly... And as we were talking earlier, that Bengals secondary, not the hottest. Nah, they, they have safeties, but to say they have two of the game's best corners would, would just be a lie straight up. And so with that, I, I don't even think Tannehill makes our top 15. He he can't perform in the playoffs. Derrick Henry went out with injury, and you saw the drop-off in the Titans. They were not the same team they were three to four weeks earlier. Now, with Tannehill out of the top 10, 9, who did we put? We put in Derek Carr at 9 with Russell Wilson at 10. We had Lamar at 8, Kyler at 7. Then we had Stafford at 6, Joey Burrow at 5, Justin Herbert at 4, and to round out our top 3, we had Josh Allen at 3. Patrick Mahomes at number two, and our MVP Aaron Rodgers at number one to finish our list. I think that's a fair top 15. Obviously, every ranking is arguable. No perfect list can be made here. You got your Joe Burrow fans, you got your Josh Allen fans, you got your Patrick Mahomes fans, and you got your Dak Prescott fans. They're all, all those fan bases are going to argue for their quarterback to be up top, but we can't put them all up top. And this 15 has got to be the, the least biased we, we could have done here. We, we looked at the stats. We looked at the records. And it's, I got to say, that's a, it's a good top 15 we put out. It's an it's a accurate assessment for sure, I believe. 
And with that, we are bringing our first podcast to a close. I'd like to thank my boy Riso for coming out today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hope that we can make this a regular occurrence because I love coming in and talking sports with Gab. We do it all the time in our regular day-to-day life, so to put it on something, that's real fun. It's going to be a dream come true. We're going to keep producing content for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Follow our Instagram at hot.takes with a Z. And this will be all for the Hot Take Sports Talk, and we are out.